Hey, Dad. I, uh, I saved the city again today. I think you would have been really proud. There you are. Oh, Alfred, I am so sorry. I have incredible reflexes. I should have known better than to sneak up on you like that. Were you looking at the old family pictures again? No, I wasn't. Sir, I've seen you go through similar phases in 2016 and 2012 and 2008 and 2005 and 1997 and 1995 and 1992 and 1989 and that weird one in 1966. I have aged phenomenally. Skull. 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 Skull Island is not the movie we're talking about tonight. No, no, it's not. Um, welcome to Wages of Cinema. I'm Jack. I'm Andrew. And with us once again is uh, guest star Matt. Howdy. Also known as Matt Catania, once known as Death Star Matt before it was destroyed by Luke Skywalker. And, and the Rebels. Yeah. And the Rebels, yes. Um, and yeah. now, I guess maybe we could call him uh, the Matt Star. Guest star Bat. I was trying to think of like uh, what would be a good Batman rogue name villain for guest you. Guest star Bat. Oh, guest star Bat. Yeah. So, guest star Bat, uh, what movie did we see today? We saw the Lego Batman movie. Oh, yeah. He comes in black and sometimes gray. Very dark gray. Yeah, very dark yeah. gray. This movie was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. This was a blast from start to finish. Uh, I don't know. I almost feel like I'm a lot, I lost for words. I mean, my my first thought immediately is go see this movie. Yeah, I mean, we saw the Lego Movie together. I mean, not in the theater, but we saw it. In a you thing. two saw it together. No. No. Did you? you didn't, oh, we saw it at home. Everybody in this room watched it. We in did. The same room yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We didn't see it in the TV. theater. Okay. And the Lego Movie was a really good movie. Fantastic animation. Uh, really funny. Really takes advantage of legos this one is a little less lego centric um, but it's and still... a couple of moments it does make its legoness known sure but not it wasn't as as emphasized as it was in the lego movie i mean maybe not but the... i still think that there were little touches that i always felt a sense of play going on as just in little details like the way that when weapons are being fired you hear pew 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 and it's the people who are firing them who are saying that. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> Every time that came up in the movie, it happens often. It's not like but I was laughing show. over and yeah, over again. I it doesn't stop being that. funny. Yeah, so it's a, and even though it's not as Lego centric as a Lego movie, the, it's still a ton of fun what, because what it, it really get, focuses on Batman. Yes, what it did get right was uh, uh, Batman right. and the entire Batman world. And, uh, I'm sorry, so, we, we so didn't let, let Matt me, talk let, let me ask you, Matt. Yeah. At the beginning of this film, there is an entire list of Batman villains which are participating in the action. Yes. Are all of those Batman villains real? Yes. Really? Including Condiments Man. Condiment, Condiment King. King. Condiment King. Yes, he's real. He's from Batman the Animated Series, and he was later introduced into the mainline continuity. What? Really? Yes. On the Batman Animated Series? Yeah. He was a wow. guy that was brainwashed by the Joker into becoming a supervillain. And he used, like, ketchup yeah, and mustard? Yeah, he did, yes. <laughs> he w- it was a really Eat good episode. Eat your heart out, Harley Yeah, it was awesome. It was a uh, Paul Dini episode, if I'm not mistaken. Condiments, man. See, Condiment I th- King. Con- He's the king it. of condiments. All right. Condiment... Like, <laughs> Respect the king. See, I thought at first Condiment King... Okay, I got that right. I thought he was maybe like a Silver Age Batman villain. I, uh, I was thinking maybe that was it, too. But. Yeah. See, that would have been creative if they had brought some Silver Age characters. They did. Char- There's a ton of oh, Silver Age they? characters. Yeah. Here's the thing. But that's not even beside the point. This thing is so dense... It is re- really dense. I'd have to, I have little, to watch it again. Not just in visual details, but in Batman references. Yes. I mean, I'm sure there are things that you were laughing about in this theater that we didn't even catch. Yes, I'm nodding my head in agreement that for you people out there in podcast listening Landia. Computer, do you hear me? Hello, Master Bruce. I've just taken away your computer privileges. Gasp. Sir, it's time for you to stop this unhealthy behavior. You can't spend the rest of your life alone, dressed in black, and staying up all night. Good night, Alfred. Sir, it's morning. You need to take responsibility for your life, and it starts by raising your son. I'm sorry. 
I literally have no idea what you're talking about. The young orphan you adopted at the gala. I thought I was being sarcastic. Hello, secret camera. No, it was the verbal summation of my actions. This was a movie that, we, when we saw this in the theater today, uh, now granted, it was an, a, a matinee screening on a Saturday, so it was bound to be filled with kids. Best way to save money. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, that, that certainly helps. Uh, but I think that, I mean, I heard the kids laughing. It was mostly at the slapstick and pratfalls and physical stuff. Right. I think there are, 75% of this movie are filled with jokes that the kids did not get. And yeah. they won't get for a long time. But that's one of the things I loved about it. Yeah. Because this will be the kind of movie that they can revisit over the years. And, uh, you know, if they get into Batman more, they will understand, oh, oh, this now. Yeah. Um, it's got layers. Yeah. <laughs> so let's yeah. go over the plot of the movie. Uh, Batman starts with Batman. He foils a crime by the Joker. But it's... it's uh, Okay, so yeah, he he. Finds, I'm not going to go too deep into. Well, it, well, what happens is he he and the Joker have this moment where Bat Batman tells the Joker like, "You mean nothing to me, you know? I I'm all alone." Like he he goes on this whole rant that uh that you know because J- the Joker keeps on having this thing with Batman, which you've seen in other movies where you need me, you complete me, we we need each other to operate. And Batman's like, "No, I don't need anyone." And the Joker takes this really personally, and you get like this big close up of the Joker as his like Looking lip is well, as his whip is lip is quivering, and like he his little Lego eyes are opening wide, and they're tearing up, and and it's like the the Joker goes off to his lair all sad, and but but the main but the main crux of the story, in a way, this sets it up kind of good because it's a a look at Batman that I. I don't think I've quite seen it in this way before in one of these, in a theatrically released movie, where... I may be able to contradict you. All right, well, <laughs> but let me get through the plot. So, okay. so Batman, you know, he's set up as, I'm a loner. I work alone. I like rage. I like to be filled with darkness. And Alfred's like, no, you, you need to try to open yourself up a little bit more. And, but what... Uh, and- what happens but it's all, is, but it's all about how Batman. He's afraid to get close to people because he's afraid of losing them. Yeah, it's and, even, it, well, it's and, and in that cool. sense, this is one of the most adult Batman films ever it's, made. This is well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot to the plot that we could get into. Things involving little uh, events and, yeah, and characters. Well, and stuff well also like that. Be, not just Condiment King. There's a little more to it than that. The, well, it's a, well, it's a lot of DC universe too. Uh, I mean, the, the Bloodhaven is a city, which we don't really get to see, but it's mentioned. Bloodhaven is a place next to Gotham City. It has chimichangas, apparently. Good. Yeah, that All was. Right. A, by the way, did anybody think of Deadpool yes. when he said that? Mm-hmm. I, was that intentional? I, it probably was. Yeah, I mean, they mentioned... Well, there's a there's a great reference to Suicide Squad in this. Yes. There is. <laughs> there, there are a couple of references to Suicide Squad. He mentions it in passing at first, but then yeah. Batman says... No, 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 no. I won't, I won't spoil it. Save that for the spoiler section. Because Are we going to have a spoiler section for this? Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. I don't know if there are spoilers I mean, we could randomly say things that we saw that we liked. Okay. If we're going to quote lines, we're okay. going to okay. the spoilers the, the main crux of the story is that Robin's an orphan. Of course. Yeah, because, you know, and he's part of his little orphanage. And hashtag uh, orphan problems. Yes, the worst you know, part and, and of orphans course, is they have no parents. Yes, yeah. there, there was a moment where I wanted Batman to turn to the camera and be like, "Not the orphans. I used to be an orphan." <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to Black Dynamite for those who don't get it. Um, but anyway, through a kind of misunderstanding, Robin becomes Batman's ward, and uh, and you know it, he's now Batman is Robin's padre. Um, and ba- uh, Robin, by the way, played by Michael Sarah. Yes, Michael Sarah. Well, Arnett returns as Batman. Uh, he was in Lego Movie, for those of you who might remember. Um, and then you get a plot involving uh, the Phantom Zone. Yeah. <laughs> How do I explain that thing? Like, Here's the weird thing. <laughs> this film treats DC, the DC Universe, and DC War with a lot more respect than a lot of other films have done. And by that I mean it utilizes those things very well. 
It does it does those it does those little obscure things like Phantom Zone is not like so obscure, but it's not not like something everybody knows about. But still, they do it. They treat it with in an interesting way, and they use it in a way that just kind of makes sense this, to me. Th- this ver- this Batman, I-, I feel like the people behind this movie, Chris McKay was the director, and Phil Lord and uh, Chris Miller returned as uh, producers. They get Batman a hundred times more than Zack Snyder. Yeah, like yeah. The thing about Batman v Superman that was so frustrating was that it's just kind of a fundamental misunderstanding of Batman, and it in, took in itself, a lot of ways. And it took itself way too oh, seriously. Way too, yeah, it, that was the thing for me watching this movie. I, I had this thought, and I don't know how you, how you guys feel, but it it it's cra- It's just a little cr- uh, ironic that we have this movie that is sending up. And embracing, but also making fun of so much of what Batman is. It almost feels like it should be the final Batman movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> because well, after this, like, we're going to have... I know we're going to have more Batman movies, and, you know, it is what it is. We might get a Lego Batman, too. Uh, I don't know. I'd rather see them do a spinoff of another type of Lego universe like uh, uh lego star wars the movie well the, the well the funny <laughs> thing about, i would pay this well the funny thing is i feel like the phil lord and chris miller are doing the han solo solo movie <laughs> um so i i feel like they they must their 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 section in the lego movie that was involved with star wars that's like their audition tape you mean like the 15 seconds yes <laughs> <laughs> like the producers at star wars were like we really like that little moment you did in the Lego movie. You want to make this whole movie? Oh, really? Okay. But but you know, but going back to what I was saying though, it we're now at the point where we can make fun of Batman and it's not like the way that in the 60s where it was a different kind of making fun of Batman. That that, that in was the before 60s, it was campy Batman. It was campy Batman and now we've had over 30 years of dark and brooding Batman. Which this is sending up really gloriously. I mean, and, and the thing is, I still love Batman, but it. I just wonder what audiences will make of this movie. I think that they'll embrace it, and well, that's what people are going to embrace this. I think because first, it's really goddamn funny. Oh, it's hysterical, and I think it's it's almost funnier for the adults in some ways. Right, it's great for kids. It's great for adults. You could take your child to this film and be utterly entertained. You'll both be entertained. You could have a moment. I, but I feel like the adults might even be more entertained. Like, I, th- I think I remember adults laughing at kids. Yeah. Well, we laughed our heads off. So. Yeah, I think we were probably... People are probably looking at us like, geez, what are those jerks laughing about? I resent being called an adult. <laughs> you are just a bearded child. Exactly. You're, <laughs> you're a child that's been now, filled with too much testosterone. Matt, now I'm imagining that you're like five years old, but you still have the glasses and the beard. <laughs> <laughs> He's always had the beard. Can you like get a photo of yourself from when you were five and like Photoshop your beard onto yourself? I don't have Photoshop, but I'll see what I can do. All right, so you, let's let's get to work on that. Making it um, happen. 2017. Yeah. But but what's what's also great about the movie is that it 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 completely embraces the the meta ness. It's very postmodern. Very post. Thank you. Yeah, let's use that word. Postmodern. It sounds um, highfalutin. Yeah. No, but postmodern does work because it's not just, in a way, slightly similar and not all the way through, but slightly similar in that way of Deadpool. Yeah. Where it recognizes the entire franchise history of Batman, like it mentions. Uh, like you remember, you mean that time where uh, Joker threw a parade with Prince <laughs> on the soundtrack, and so it. And then there's of course the thing that was in the first teaser, which we talked about when we did the Comic Con trailer, where yeah. Alfred's like, "You're in that peculiar mood again, like you were in 2016, 2012, 2008, 2005, 1997, 1995, 1992, 1989, and that weird period in the 60s." <laughs> Yeah. Which is kind of funny that he mentions that, and this is the first movie with Robin. Well. <laughs> well I won't get into that. Like, I mean, right, but for, I, this makes its own continuity. But you can argue that a lot of comic book stuff works better when you are very selective about what you follow. Like, about mm. continuity. Never! It all matters! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
person, you read more comics than Sorry. I do. You read way do more I? comics. Do I really? I, do. <laughs> I doubt that, Andrew. I Look doubt. at my no. comic budget. You'll see that you read far more than I do. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, how, what do you think of this movie, Matt? I thought it was delightful. Um, it just, like you guys said, it really got Batman in a very um, fun um, postmodern send up of him and how serious that uh, that pop culture and fandom have taken Batman to like an extreme and yeah. that this is dying it back and saying no no this is ridiculous and but it's okay that it's ridiculous at the same time yeah and yet like the Lego movie I was, what I was about to say earlier was that there is a forget the word meta in this postmodernness about it's it's send up of the entire Batman mythos and all of the mythology and the characters and all that but there is still a heart there yeah, you know, just like in the Lego Movie, there was a real um, sense of characters, and there there was an emotional through line in the Lego Movie where it was about more than just seeing all these different properties smashed together into Lego. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the weird thing about the Lego Movie, and even now about Lego Batman, is that you can look at it and totally look past the Lego ness of it to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah, it's, like, it's just like this is what it happens to look like. Sometimes they take advantage of the Lego parts when, like, Batman is building things. Yeah, but or, the... or, or a certain part of the climax that we won't mention. Right. And then it's just... But you're <laughs> you just watching think... a movie. You barely think about the Lego part of it. And because not only is are the stories funny, but because there is an emotional heart to both of it's, these movies. It's significant that it's animated, I would say. How so? Well, I think that some animation can, can often allow for you to take the world that you're in in a different kind of circumstance. The way that, like, South Park is able to look at subjects in its own way and or The Simpsons. Mm. You you ha you can look at pop culture in a way that you can cover so much of the, the, the realm that you, you could maybe do in live action, but it might be just... It wouldn't hit the same note. Because it's animated, it... Uh, there There's a... You can have more play of it. You can kind of suspend a lot of disbelief. You can be. It can also make its own world, where animation is very flexible. Let me put it this way. Let me ask you the question in in another way. Then to throw it back to you, like if this was like a live action movie with like Will Arnett as Batman and Michael Sarah as Robin, like in the flesh, it would be. Would it, it would be a little weird. It would be weird because they're both adults. It'd be hilarious still. <laughs> I think that that would stay the same. Well, it's have... it's kind of the sense of, for example, Matt, like the Tick. Yeah. Like the Tick animated is different than the Tick live action. Right. But I think what you're getting for is that it's like a a dis a distancing component to yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The distancing, which like, again, South Park and Simpsons were able to do that. This gives you a distance where you can still look at it as a Batman thing, but it also creates its own context, and I, and even more than even in a different way than the animated versions did yeah. um you know and it's like even as much fun i know we we talked a little bit in another episode about that batman movie from last year with adam west and burt ward which we watched what was that called again, return of the cape crusaders yeah right. return of the cape crusaders which was a lot of fun as well it was the but, best batman movie of last year yes the best movie and there were I four and there were four movies with batman in them yeah well from last year but because like Lego Batman, Batman uh, Return of the Cape Crusaders embraced its own identity, but also stepped outside of itself and was self-aware. And and both of them also acknowledged the faults within Batman, which a lot of the other Batman movies don't do because they're on the whole, oh, Batman is the most awesomest DC character ever trained. But these two step back and say, okay, Batman's got a lot of self-defeating issues and you need to acknowledge that. Yeah. In, in a sense, you know, taking it back to the postmodern thing, the the worst thing about Batman in in a, in a way, and this isn't, yeah, there are flaws to it, and I I say that as a Batman fan, the fans <laughs> have kind of messed up Batman over time. The yeah, fact not that, not you guys listening to the podcast. No, you're I mean, you're cool. You know, it's, it's those I, other guys. I when the, when, when people like when, back when you and I were talking about trailers, uh, in that like the Comic Con trailers. Okay. Uh, I mentioned the, the fact that I was just I was just happy to have a Batman movie that was a comedy. Yeah, Bec and it's not because I don't think Batman is 
inappropriate for action or drama. I mean, he certainly is. Like, mm-hmm. We've had several movies that have proven that. Yeah. It's just that it's gotten... It's There was another film last year that really pounded it into the ground un- until it was invisible. <laughs> it was... <laughs> well, th- this was a good antidote to... Uh, you know, uh, why'd you say that name? From, you know, that that type of Batman, from Batman v Superman, which was maybe the, for me, that was like one of the defining lines of movies from last year, which is not a good thing. <laughs> I still think about, uh, I still think about that movie, and I, and I, I think about that moment. Yeah, where, I think, I roll because, back, I play that back that moment a lot in my head, and I try to think to myself, that did not work. And, and it, I wonder why. But at the same time, I think about that, and I remember you and I, Matt, looking at each other and like, wait a minute, they both have the same name? <laughs> 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 and this has like been going on for like 80 years. And we never noticed it before. <laughs> no one, even in the jokes, no one has ever like, you ever noticed that this person and this person? No. <laughs> but you know, also... Bruce Wayne's dad and Aquaman's dad have the same name, so look for that coming up in the movie. The we have to save Thomas! I mean, but... <laughs> the, 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 the stupid part of that was... I, I don't want to go on so, a long so time. Anyway, no, we're not going to let that... No, let's but, just say... But let me actually... Hold on, let, Matt. Uh, let's sorry. just establish that BVS DOJ has given you both PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I can accept oh, that. Yeah, but you know what? Like This reminds me, though, of... A key image in this movie, in Lego Batman, um, you know, Batman early on, he, he's kind of mo- moping around his house. He uh, he eats a lobster in one sitting. <laughs> Even that was funny because he's just like sitting there eating a lobster. That that whole sequence is great because the 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 introduction has been this action packed visual feast where it's like they get so playful with it. They introduce every character in the Batman universe. As we said, the condiment king. Yes. but And then, like, Batman flies off and he does all these things and, like, he's flying between buildings and jumping out of the cockpit and jumping yeah. back in again and doing all these cra- crazy stuff. And then he gets back to his mansion and it's just The pace long... slows The, the down. pace nearly grinds to a halt. <laughs> that's that's funnier. Purpose. Yeah. I, like, even him going up an elevator takes like 30 seconds yes. but but then there's this moment where he's in his big room looking at a picture of him with his parents yeah. in front of the movie theater like it's a selfie and yeah. every time they cut to that picture even when it was supposed to be a serious moment i was laughing yeah because it has the crime alley sign right in the back <laughs> 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 and like even there, the only it, way they could have made it more ridiculous is if they had a man with a gun peeking around the corner. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually, you know what? I will actually go back and say there is kind of an exception to what I said before about it need to be animated. I did. Yes, like, aged remarkably yeah. well. Like <laughs> this has a self awareness, almost like maybe like Mel Brooks in a way, where he could at his best he could pack a movie just. Second to second with jokes, like like Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Had him off at the pass. I hate that cliche. <laughs> yeah, where and it's just every it, the people involved in this are so aware that it, it lets you in on the joke too. And it's a great cast. Oh, oh yeah, we should, we need to talk about that. So we I mentioned Michael Arnett, Sarah and Will Arnett, who who was like who almost stole the show in Lego in the Lego movie. Yeah, I think that was probably, he did such a great job that probably sealed the deal for this movie. Yeah. And um, then, uh, you know, Michael Sarah, who was just adorable. I do have one, <laughs> this is reminding, I'll, I'll, this does remind me of one tiny Christmas, but I'll get to that later. Um, uh, also, uh, Rosario, Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Ray Fiennes is my favorite Alfred now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, still, I still think Jeremy Irons is really good. He's good, but he, like, you know, Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. If, mm. <laughs> Look, his his first name is is spelled by Ralph. <laughs> I, I'm fine with Ray. You can pronounce it Fiennes? any way you want. Fiennes. Oh, no, fine. Look, when you cannot say Ralph, everything is on the t- everything is is fair game. Clearly, R A L P H Ralph, and apparently it's Rafe. 
the, right. def- the defense enough, rests. Enough about. Okay. Uh, but also, fights. even just in little parts, you have Channing Tatum as Superman. Right. You have uh, Zach, uh, Zach... Zach Galifianakis as the Joker, which yes. I didn't recognize him until the credits. Right. I, I, I knew he was because I had seen him. Just little parts film, but... are little parts are fun. Ellie Kemper is the voice of... What do you call... Well, what was that thing in the will, Phantom Zone? It's like just a Phantom Zone monitor or something. Yeah, yeah it was like, basically a giant br- brick stoplight thing. Yeah, it's got um, Jenny Slate as uh, oh, Harley yeah. Quinn and uh, Garfunkel and Oates are in it. What? The, the musical duo Garfunkel and Oates. Really? Who are they? They're Ricky Lindholm and Kate Micucci. Okay. They were Poison Ivy and Clayface. Cool. Cool. Oh, did we bring up Billy Dee Williams? No. no. Billy Dee Williams... Is Two Face reprises the Finally. role of Two Face, which is amazing. That's like this movie gets it. It's like he, you know, because because for those of you who might remember or might not, Millie D. Williams was Harvey Dent in the Tim Burton Batman, and the best Harvey Dent, one might argue. <laughs> no one argues that, but you know, he was actually he was okay for the scenes he was in. He was he was barely in it. No, but but the thing was then when they did Batman Forever, they brought in Tommy Lee Jones who. Then just got into like a dick measuring contest the, with Jim Carrey. What the heck was Billy D. Williams doing at the time? And it's like, nope, can't be in Batman forever. No, I think he wanted to. They just turned him down. Aww. Yeah, because they're probably like, kids don't. We can't make a Billy D. Williams two face action figure because right. racism. All right. They cast him originally <laughs> as Billy. Williams. Yeah, but not for an action figure worthy role. Yeah, I'd be curious. I guess they never made a Billy D. Williams Harvey Dent at the time, huh? No, they no. didn't. Oh. But now he's got a Lego. I should get that. I, he already had a Lego as Lando Calrissian. True. Now he has two, and, uh, which is amazing. Justice has been served. <laughs> but yeah, there are a lot of good little voice actors. I noticed like there's this act, this comic Laura Keitlinger. She she was in the cast somewhere. Oh. Um, Conan O'Brien has like one line as the Riddler. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, and Zoe uh, Kravitz says meow meow a lot as Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If they ever do a Lego Batman two, I'd like to see more of Catwoman. Well, you could you could say I want to see more of anything in the, in the Lego Batman two movie. I would be you know what they if they were gonna do a sequel, it should be Lego Justice League. Yeah, I, they've hmm. made a bunch of Lego Justice League slash Batman direct to video movies, but I'm yeah, not, but I, that's not the same thing. Like I that doesn't that probably doesn't have the quality in the well, script. Well, we should watch them afterwards and see how good they are. For, for science purposes. Interesting point. There actually a, there was a whole roster of Lego Star Wars movies. Yeah. Like there's a movie called The Padwan Menace where Yoda is leading like a bunch of Jedi Padwan into some mission. Yes. Which I'm kind of curious that about. That doesn't sound very exciting. No, it kind of doesn't. That sounds a lot more kid friendly. Right. And um, um, so another thing about this movie is how colorful it is because you know mm. in a lot of Batman movies it'll just be like black or very dark gray, but this actually has the, the, the noticeable <laughs> Rogues Gallery and that the, the and Gotham City will have colors in them, and you could see, see them standing out and they're all vibrant, and it just makes the whole fair more interesting. Because it, it's like, wow, there's color here now. This it's is great. a wel- this is a welcome return yeah. after. I guess literally decades of Batman movies from Christopher Nolan, Zack Snyder, or 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 not just I'll also lump in Man of Steel in there too. DC world movies that have been very desaturated, desaturated, you know, like very gray and dark and real world. I've always said that the best looking Gotham City was in the Tim Burton films. Yes, it does because I don't know what he did in Him those and Anton films, first, but. Every every location in Batman and Batman Returns, Returns looked like real places. But yes. It also looked very idiosyncratic at the same time. Yeah, like they had weird things in them. Like, it was a very character-rich city. Yeah. That, yeah. It felt I, like I'd a real city. I'd Gotham City anytime. Yeah, definitely. And get mugged. I don't <laughs> care. Yeah, it's, whereas you watch the Nolan movies, even, and even though they tried to do a little design with Batman Begins, but... For the most part, it's just, oh, these are cities, and Gotham Batman becomes, happens to be in them. Gotham becomes a very bland city under Christopher Nolan. Yeah, and, and then in Zack Snyder, it's kind of the same. Although and maybe it's he... across the river from Metropolis. <laughs> which is weird, A, and B, it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but again, they're also, by the way, little things in this movie, too. It's like um, they folded time and space. Um, I have a question for you, Matt. Yeah. Is this the first time that Wayne Manor has been on an island? Probably. Okay. I don't think that was an important plot. Point, no, but, but it was that was an inter- that was a nice little touch. It was like 
it was a funny little moment where it's like Wayne Manor and you know quote Batman's roommate yeah. <laughs> living in the same place. Now before before we give our little reviews and move on to spoilers, is sure. there anything you want to say for the non spoilerific aspects of this review? Um, I really this might be the best, also the best Batman movie to get Batman and Robin hmm. as a yeah. team. Yeah. Like yeah. even though it's a comedy. I feel like that dynamic was explored the best out of all of them. And I know that they were trying in Batman Forever. They just didn't do that great of a job. No. Let's 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 forget about Batman and Robin. That doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, the 60s Batman movie, you know, they just happen to be Bat... They're just there. There's no real relationship. They're just Batman and Robin. Maybe the Return of the Cape Crusaders tried a little bit, but yeah. not too much. But this is the first Batman movie I could think of where Batman and Robin together... That relationship develops. There's yeah. an emotion that that's the emotional core of the movie, right? You know, well, it's all, about all about family. It's all about Batman's relationships in this film. Yeah, that's the thing. Like this movie handled Batman's relationships better than any movie for me since Batman Begins, right? Or maybe even before that. Like it's it's as as much of a crazy joke a minute comedy it is. There, that's why I meant about that. It has a heart. It actually does take its character seriously yeah. amid all of the wildness of it. Right. Any, any more thoughts before we move to spoilers, Matt? Um, Jamat? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a really good movie that's entertaining just as you look at the comedy, and if you have a knowledge of the DC Universe ahead of time, then a lot of things will resonate with you and become richer. But And, like, of course, it takes liberties, but it's not really sacrilegious in how it does it. I think it's it's it playful in just the right way and also a, a visual feast of course. And if you are yeah. a Batman DC fan, you see this movie and you come out of it angry for getting things wrong, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a little mean, but to, this is not the movie to take things like that seriously. This isn't uh, you know, like but, but I would like, argue, though, even if you're a big fan of serious, dramatic Batman, this is still a good movie to see. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to add to the point that Matt was making, that it's so playful. If you're that serious about Batman... If you leave you this, movie, like this if, movie... If you leave this movie and you're like, it's not Batman. Get it right. Yep, Batman. Again, we're not talking to you guys. You guys get Batman. We're no, talking but to those other people that aren't listening to the podcast right now. We're, we're listening yeah, to those nondescript people uh, on message boards who go by names that are... I don't know. <laughs> forget them. Yeah, not forget you, them. Not you, fine citizens. Yeah. Just those people you hate, too. No. <laughs> we're not talking about you. We talk about everyone you hate. Yeah. We're on your side. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with what you guys said. Oh, this um, is just. Yeah. It's just a super funny film that anybody of any age can enjoy. Yeah, it's an all ages type of Batman. It's not like. You know, when you watch Batman v Superman, I don't mean to bring that up too much again, but when you watch that movie, though, it's it's like, why is that for kids? No. It's, it's not, not really for kids. Well, you know what I mean? Well, it's PG-13, right? Well, it's PG-13, but it, it the, the number of people that Batman just flat out murders in that. <laughs> uh, like, what I'm saying is that this is a good return for... If also the other thing too, aside, you know, on the flip side of saying for the fans, if you're not really interested in Batman, this is also a funny movie. Yes. You'll need you need to be that well versed in it. You could come into this maybe having just seen a few of the films, and it will still be funny because Will Arnett is a really talented actor and comedian, and all the actors bring it, and the script again brings so many jokes that it has that density of. You can return to it, and you'll get even probably more out of it the second time. You don't have to know who the Condiment King is to really appreciate <laughs> Condiment Man! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Bernard Shaw! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually got a message about that, but I'll tell you about that later. Sweet. All right, so if you want to uh, avoid any potential spoilers, uh, you should... Pause this right now and... Uh, and listen to us after you've seen the movie. Yeah. 
So do we that. Love you. And and if you're going to do that, by the way, make sure to visit Matt at his website, which is is www.mattvcatania.wordpress.com. And you can we'll also, put a link to that in the description. Yes, and you can also find him on Facebook at Matt V. Catania and on Twitter at the same name. So, pause here. Yes, this is real music. Dark, brooding, important, groundbreaking. Check out the lyrics. Darkness. No parents. Continue darkness. More darkness. Get it? The opposite of light. Welcome back, everybody. Um, so, um, uh, spoiler talk. The here's what I love. This is the thing I absolutely love about this is that even though this is a Batman Lego movie, they brought in so many things from other. Well, well, that's in, other well, that's in keeping with the Lego movie itself. Yeah, I don't know what kind of black magic Lego used to be able to use all these different properties in the same film. Mm. I, mean, maybe I don't know Matt. about black magic. I no, think it's black magic. There's I no way to, to explain it. I, who can who can resist being a Lego? Well, nobody, of course. <laughs> Everybody loves money, and it's but it's like they I, they took things from Lord of the Rings, from Harry Potter, Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz. You have the you have the the, the witch and, and the monkeys. monkeys. You have gremlins. gremlins. And I thought that Doctor Who, goddamn Doctor Who, and yeah. Clash of the Titans, and Clash of the Titans. Why did I think that Godzilla was in this too? For because you saw a giant green monster and you didn't pay attention. Back. You don't know, <laughs> but the thing was, King Kong is in this too, so I thought they'd have King Kong. That's and what, Godzilla. the one thing I take issue with. Why King Kong is not a villain? What we're talking mm, about here is yeah. Joker uh, gets himself into the Phantom Zone with the plan of breaking out all these villains so he can teach Batman a lesson about appreciating him. <laughs> I just said that sentence. Yes. <laughs> well, that's the, well, that's Joker's arc in this movie. Joker has an arc. Yeah. That's the first time I can think of that maybe... Did, did the Nicholson Joker even have an arc? Yeah. <laughs> I guess a little bit. His arc was get crazier and crazier throughout the story. Yeah, but like it's he, he actually has... He and Batman have a real relationship too in this. Yeah. And it's probably one of the best Batman Joker stories since back in like the animated uh, series days. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but here's the thing uh, Joker gets into the Phantom Zone and he finds all these villains. Oh, they're also dinosaurs. Yes. The the raptors from Jurassic Park yeah. are in there. Uh, Lord Voldemort. And then King Kong is there. King, yeah. King Kong is not a villain, he's a kidnapper. Right. He is a kidnapper slash rapist. Maybe uh, they're taking King Kong from a certain... <laughs> well, whatever, it's a movie. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, there I are just... probably other villains, too, that I lost track of, but those are the main ones. Right. And it's, it's again, it's such a nice, playful... British robots. Of, yeah. <laughs> Ask your nerd friends. It, 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 recognizes, <laughs> it not only recognizes that these are fun properties to use, they recognize that they're properties, period. But that's almost, but that's the fun of it. It's like a fully self-aware thing where this also will become a property. Yeah. So it's almost the kind of thing like Toy Story, where that movie was creating what had toys that existed, but then those toys would be recreated based on the movie that they were in. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. That's like weird alternate universe switch stuff. It's like when you look at one of those paintings and then you see that somebody else in the painting is looking at a painting and then on and on and Ooh. on. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but what else did you want to say about that? Uh, I just that it was a I cool just, thing. I, I just think that it's really, really cool. But you know that, what's fun? You know it's hilarious? Not, that it's not just a good Batman film. It's also just a good... It capitalizes on the things that made the Lego right. film so good. Here's a question, though. The Lego movie. I, I, don't know if this is a, I don't know if I'm getting into a little bit of CinemaSins-iness here. Where was Zod? <laughs> was yeah. he in the Phantom Zone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was like recovering from having his neck snapped in the Phantom Zone. Right. Ah, uh, but but the, but that's the, but it's not that same continuity though. Or is it, Jack? Or is so? It? Did Superman go into the Phantom Zone and snap his neck? He could have. <laughs> we'll never know for sure. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I never even thought of that. Yeah. Well, so, also, for, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, 
uh, in the beginning of the film, Superman says, yeah, I sent Zod to the Phantom Zone. And then... Which is a reference to Superman 2. Right. And then... Uh, and, and then Joker goes there, and Zod's nowhere to be seen. He doesn't even come back from uh, when all the other villains do. Yeah. Dracula is there, too, by the way. And uh, Yeah, 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 Dracula. And the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, yeah. Agent Smith from the Matrix. Yes, yes, yes. Now, yes. there's a reference. Yeah, who, I saw you laughed at that. Who has ever cared about the Matrix since? <laughs> since the Matrix reloaded. And then, as I know, we're bringing in an Agent Smith. We need a we need a new villain. Well, how, well, who has cared about Sauron since Lord of the Rings? Everyone cares about Sauron. Like it's the all-seeing eye that I love the part where it's like, can I make the river into lava? It's like, sure. Do you want to turn the rivers red with his blood? Oh yeah, that's like, right. No, 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 not no, not yet. No, no blood. Well, how about lava? Yeah, I love that. I love the jokes because it's also like, uh, like. He, he kind of Joker's kind of stopped short of being super violent. Okay. He's just like, I want to create mayhem. Yeah, which is why he's kind of like a more interesting Joker than a lot of Jokers that you've seen over the years. They're just like killing murder happy Jokers, but this one is actually like a non lethal Joker that actually uses cunning and trickery. Well, you also you... have to fit into the uh, the genre and the uh, audience. That I'm looking. looking for. I'm looking partly at my life as I'm saying this. I think the Joker's plan in the Lego Batman movie makes more sense than the Joker's plans in The Dark Knight. She's giving me the thumbs up. Jack yeah. is just a tool of his wife. Uh, no, but like, <laughs> he, Joker's plan is kind of ingenious because he find, like he hears this story in the news about the Phantom Zone and it gives him the idea knowing about how Batman is going to react to, like, you know, that he's so paranoid that the Joker is in prison. He's hiding something. And it's like, it's that but great he's not, thing of... he's not in this film. He's not paranoid about that at all. No, the yeah. The Joker and all the villains in this film go to prison. Arkham Asylum. And Batman has no idea what to do with him. Yeah, that, that's the genius part of this movie. And it, it's not like... And it's not even like... Uh, well, I guess you're you're right. He is kind of paranoid about it, but it's yeah. not because he's afraid the Joker's up to something. It's because he has nothing else to do. Yes, and also he just wants to mess with Superman and steal his Phantom Zone projector. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Uh, the Batman with the Justice League. Yeah, they pop up for a scene in this movie. Here's and, and man, the, the the Justice League are so well. I would say that they're so dickish to Batman. I'm guessing that that that's a reaction to Batman from many years of time yes that seems like something that justice league should do yeah because batman is basically an unlikable dick to them for like since i don't know like post-crisis at least he's been like mr loner badass guy so. ask your nerd friends yeah. so if this yeah so but, it, but it's also like even in like the justice league cartoon batman is like not that he's the least approachable person but he's also like the least fun to have around yeah you know, he, he always talks to, like seriously about things in that in that show. Well, he and Super. So you, well, I've always known. Well, even in, I haven't watched the whole series, but in even the episodes I've watched, Batman and Superman have this slightly passive aggressive relationship. Yeah, and um, even though Superman is kind of like, "Hey, you want to go out?" And I was like, "No, I got to do stuff." Yeah, <laughs> but whereas in this movie, it's a little bit. I, 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 they don't I, invite a, him to the yeah Justice for, League for a split party. just for a split second. I almost felt sorry for Batman. I did too because there's this thing where they, like some of it's because some one of what's Green Lantern or one of them's like, yeah, I sometimes haven't gotten Superman's emails in years. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny because in the Lego Movie there was that thing like Green Lantern comes up to to superman and he's like hey how's it going and superman's like uh i gotta get out of here yeah but <laughs> yeah. um for i i wasn't sure if that was a reference to the lego i think movie. it is yeah, yeah it's the callback it's, it's a callback it's a callback good but um i want to also do a callback to the um whole arkham scheme thing is that it's a really funny inversion of how in the batman comics you should when it, arkham asylum is just the worst at keeping anybody locked up or yeah. reformed at all but in this everybody is actually pretty well contained and it's batman who like <laughs> yeah. screws everything up by bringing the phantom zone and you think actually in the comics you know if they send the joker to the phantom zone that would take care of a lot of problems because you know the joker can't just get out of the phantom zone whereas yeah. like but this, so this this, yeah. this movie head. comes up with a lot of like like things that, um, this movie ha like you know the way that Batman v Superman had that whole 
huh, they're both named Martha. I never knew that before. This has like 10 of those yeah. things. I'm like, why didn't they ever think of that before? In a bat- I'm, like, it, I'm, it sure, I'm sure at some point they've had some type of thing it, where it Batman point, gets It not spoiled. only points out the flaw of Batman's villains never stay locked up, yeah, but then it goes further by saying, "Well, what if they were all locked up? Well, what well, would Batman well, do?" Well, with there's himself? even well, there's even the joke in this movie where near, near the end, where the villains are getting away and and Batgirl is like, "Are we going after them?" And Batman's like, "No, we're gonna give them a half hour head start. It's time to get some food." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, there was the thing as as Batman is leaving Arkham with everybody to stop the Joker. It's like, wait a minute, how how will we get all these villains to help us? It's like, what? Use the villains to fight other villains? Yeah, that's stupid. yeah the Suicide Squad joke. Yeah. I also like the callback in the beginning when they have all the villains attacking the power plant and you see a Killer Croc come up and he pushes the button to start the bomb and he says, I did something! <laughs> I noticed you especially love that. Can I yeah. ask you a question? This is just a personal thing. Was one of the villains in that opening scene Blight from Batman Beyond? No, it was Dr. Phosphorus, but they both look the same. Okay. Yeah, that's like why I said I, I need to watch this again to catch all the. Moment, but no, it, I was mistaken. I mean, it could possibly be Blake because they don't ever say his name, so he could be a time traveling villain. There this, we go. This yeah. movie reminded me why Batman's rogue gallery is just so wonderful. Yeah, but see, that's... even the Condiment King. Yes, <laughs> I think we're gonna title this review the Condiment King. Yeah. Comment. Yes, verily. That's sort of one gripe I had of this movie is that Hmm. they tease you with all these really obscure Batman villains and I got so excited to watch the trailer like, oh my god, it's Lego Gentleman Ghost. And uh, (laughs) and then you get to watch the movie and then like they barely do anything. And then I'm like, I want more Killer Wolf. I feel confident that you are the only person who said, oh my god, Lego Gentleman Ghost. Lies, sir! Lies! And it's not that I I don't want to make fun of you for it. I want to say I love you for that. Yeah, that's why we have you on. That's why we have a better relationship than Batman and the Joker. That's that's why your guest star bet. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the other thing, too Batman and his obsession with Jerry Maguire and (laughs) laughing at it. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, but it's actually you know, another thing with the, the Joker Batman arc that we, we touched on earlier. It's funny because you know it comes up in a lot of modern media with you know oh the Joker is really in love with Batman. It's like great homoeroticism. Ooh. But here it kind of actually they do bring that very much out in the open and address that straight up, which is it's really a, surprising. There is a shot in this movie where they show Batman and Joker together. Yeah. And it's like they're set against like either the rising or setting sun. And I almost thought for a second they were going to kiss. Yeah. And like Joker, I just want to say, I hate you so much. I hate you too. I hate you more. But like, yeah, they do that th- throughout the movie. It becomes like a bonding thing of it, telling each other they hate each and other. And it kind of works too because it's sort of like, I don't know, it just, it, it gets, it's not really overly like, like sexualized it's, it's yeah. not homophobic well, 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 it's, just, it's just like exactly right how they play well, it well again it goes back to the whole thing that I mentioned they, earlier about the thing how I think what makes it great is they play it straight yes yeah, yeah. they play it straight it's, no, so it, it, again it works on two layers because on the one hand it works legitimately in the movie in its own story but it also works in the fact that again audiences are at, are you know it with my this it's is part a, of the meta narrative it's i have this i have, in my one of my classes i teach this essay called should batman kill the joker and the the whole idea is kind of a- asking this rhetorical question which some people will not take rhetorically and others will but right. but the idea of the audience has kind of made the joker a much such a huge huge deal as yeah. the villain whereas yeah, you know, at a certain point, maybe the Batman could have killed the Joker, and it probably would have saved a lot of problems. Yeah, um, I know it's getting besides the point, but 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 it's getting back to the idea of that when I mentioned that the fans sometimes not necessarily have ruined Batman, but they've kind of kept Batman into this bubble of needs to be dark and all the time, and the Joker needs to be this unstoppable force that is so anarchic and 
chaotic and throws things into a loop and Batman and, that, and has this you complete me thing with him and and, yeah. and, and, and and it's like that's a valid interpretation but it's not the only interpretation yeah it's also good because they also play as like Batman doesn't even won't acknowledge the fact that the Joker is his arch nemesis he's so repressed and emotionally cut off yes. that yeah. he doesn't yes. see anyone besides himself he's Mr. Super Solipsistic it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing to say this movie has great psychological complexity yeah, I, it's especially like again getting back to that moment with the just with the, with the Justice League. Batman thinks he's so awesome, mm. but he didn't get invited to the to the Justice yeah. League party, and he happens to stumble in. And I don't think he's <laughs> yeah, ever been invited he, before. And, like and it's like takes, an annual thing. Yeah, and he <laughs> takes the picture of uh, the Justice League. Yeah, that's the only thing he does. And, and then, that and, is such a that is such a weird and pathetic moment. Yeah, you and, never expected Batman to be pathetic, but it works. It, you know, it, when I was watching the movie, I kind of wondered to myself why the Justice League, even after that scene, why they didn't get involved in some way in the climax because they were in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, they were in the trailer. There's a scene in the Bat Lego Batman trailer where it's like Batman's at the like front of a V of Justice League people running at the camera. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, knew I was that expecting, gonna... when's that scene going to come up? <laughs> no, no. I knew that they were going to be in the movie. I just wondered, like, uh, what I'm about to say is when I was watching it, I wondered why, why isn't the Justice League, like, kind of getting involved in the fact that Gotham is going to completely be destroyed. But then now thinking about it, I'm fine that they weren't involved. Yeah, you didn't need them. There, it, there have been too many characters, even to the extent that this movie... Like, there is a certain chaos to the last act of this movie that... Uh, if, I, if I can say one little drawback, it, this movie does almost get a little exhausting near the end. Just because there's so much going on. I don't know if that's a comp valid complaint at all. Like, I, no, still, I was still enjoying valid, it. Jack. I was still enjoying it. I just was so, like... I was almost, it was almost like a too much of a good thing. I was just so entertained that I was like, slow down for a second, you guys. Huh. Um, maybe I'm, you know what, I, I think part of that is, uh, um, what about the songs? They're not dwelled on. No, they're, they're fun. They're, some of, some of them are more fun than others. They're, none, they're, uh, none of them were, everything is awesome. No. no, there was no everything is awesome. The song credits this one. music was a little grating. Yeah, uh, but even though they tried to get out of it by acknowledging that it was grating because it was one of Robin's picks, <laughs> it, it didn't quite play that way. It didn't. I, it didn't quite play as humorously, I think, as they expected. And again, it's one of those. It's one of those weird tropes of animated films now, where at the end of the film, every character dances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other things I want to say about this uh, this movie. Um, it was weird that Barbara Gordon didn't have a librarian background because librarians are awesome. No, she went to the yes. Harvard for police. <laughs> that is true. I'm gonna keep. That's gonna be one of my new jokes now. It's like Harvard for police. <laughs> yes. See, there's a great thing in, in the Lego films where it's like you try hard to do certain things and they're funny. Then you don't try on other things, and they're still hilarious. Yeah, yeah. What is the equivalent to Harvard for police? No idea. We'll just call it like Harvard for police. I still... I don't know how you decide to do that. That is a great touch on the part of the writers yeah. and directors. Also, uh, it was kind of fun how um, Alfred joins with them in the last act yeah. as... A version of Batman. He's like, Alfred, what are you doing? I really missed out on the sixties Batman. <laughs> I like the costume that he had, like yeah. an actual it was like he looked like Kato from the Green Hornet. Yeah. It was it was kinda cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. I missed the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, also if, if, something interesting to point out, uh they don't they kind of touch on it briefly and then let it go, how when Batman first sees Barbara Gordon, he's really attracted to her. Yeah. Yeah. But then they for a split second, I was a little bit worried, but but because I thought I wasn't sure. Well, maybe we weren't gonna get a this uh, wasn't the killing, killing joke. joke. I was I was <laughs> gonna say yes. yeah. Oh. I hope I hope that wasn't what they were. No Lego sex. No, this isn't. But this but it's not really a reference to that either. It's just no. that Batman sees her and is turned on. But I but what I was thinking was why would this be the first time he's seen her? Yeah, you know, here's a good question. 
What was that relationship all about? Because it really seems that Batman was in love with her when he saw her. Yeah, but, but it's kind never... of similar in the way that in the Lego movie, what's what's the main character? Emmett. Emmett's immediately in love with the... Uh, Wild Style. With Wild Style as soon as he sees her. Yeah. Like, so they, it, I thought that's where they were going with it, but they kind of drop it. Which yeah. is good. I mean, in the end, that's probably the best. Yeah. That's probably the weakest relationship in the movie, but she's still a good character. But because she, 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 she's she's the grown up, right? She's yeah. a good character. I just it, it doesn't pan out the way I think the filmmakers were planning because no. I, I, she doesn't. Be, Batman is clearly attracted to her, but she doesn't become a love interest. But mm. I think that's good that it doesn't oh, show no, no, that just no, because yeah. she's the only woman that she automatically has to become the love interest. And Batman well, doesn't really deserve her either. He's yeah. just barely. But, no, but to he be can't a help himself. He's yeah. Bruce Wayne. He but sees the other an attractive thing is woman. too that the film is all about how Batman doesn't want relationships or connections to people, and yet he has this affection for he wants Barbara sex. Gordon. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was about, but then it's like it kind of goes against what they've been setting up. Batman doesn't want relationships yet; he's in love with this person, and they drop it. I mean, but, I think but that, it's I not think really they, about having they really a relationship. avoid the issue, but it see it leaves this kind of weird void where it's slightly discordant. You know what I mean? Mm, now that you're saying it, I can see what you mean. I don't think it bothered me as much when I was watching it. I mean, I kind of don't think. I think it was just very like one-sided infatuation on part of Batman. Like, I don't see it as really a real relationship that he's pursuing with her. He oh, seems yeah. like sort of like sort of like a, a, a prize to him, which is what they were are undermining the, the whole situation of women as prizes just because I'm Batman doesn't mean you're entitled yeah. to a relationship. And ultimately she proves herself. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, she she you know again and and, and she's awesome. So yes. yeah. Rosario Dawson. Always great. As, as Barbara Gordon. Yeah. And, and that character turns out really great, and uh, I, uh, that's great. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything else to no. say. No, again, th this is... Unless you want to quote some awesome, some more awesome lines from it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some of my, my favorite ones. Again, there, there are just so many of them. That, I'm going to uh... start looting now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was right before. We're all doomed! <laughs> Um, um, I'm I, trying to remember. Uh, God, what, uh, there's not, a, Alfred no, had a lot of good lines. No, in not twenty. It. Oh, oh, um, <laughs> Alfred, Alfred reading the uh, the book. Yeah, <laughs> reading a book in the car. He's like, no, but it's what was the name of it? How to tame your, how to treat your like child, or yeah. how 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 to put limits on your child. Yeah. <laughs> was the guy that wrote the book the same guy who is the the psychiatrist in the Dark Knight Returns? Was that a name drop to that? Walter? Oh, I didn't I don't know. What? Jack, See, that's why we have that's why Returns. we have Matt here to point out little tiny things like that. Did you guys I, notice that when in the Arkham Asylum when they're going through When they're doing yoga? When, no, no before, <laughs> when, um, when they're going through the door they have the, the directory sign by the entrance and it's like saying like you know cells and stuff and there's like it has as like gift shop and it says like like something like ham sandwich something or other and it's like really weird it just like keeps like saying all oh, this uh, stuff on the sign so look it. for that when you're there was <laughs> there was a pun that i kind of laughed at but also rolled my eyes in the justice league but I, they call me martian dance hunter <laughs> That was, that, I think that was supposed to be stupid. It was stupid. I kind of. That's laughed. another example of them not trying and hitting a home run. They're they're just naturally funny people. The ones who wrote this movie. I think I also kind of in a way that was like a slam against David Goyer because he was talking around Man of Steel yes. time about how like you only know who Martian Manhunter is if you're a virgin. So he specifically put Martian Manhunter right there in a blockbuster movie that your whole family is going to see so that there's no excuse not to put a Martian Manhunter Interesting in a point. movie. Interesting Suck point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also on Supergirl, he's great. Oh, is he on Supergirl? He's on Supergirl now. That's cool. Yeah. I always like Martian Manhunter. All right. So I'm going to wrap me up. Okay. This film, again, is super funny. You should I, just see it. I have one question. This or the Lego movie? They're pretty close for me. Wow. It would take like a few more viewings to really for me to decide which one is the best. I'm going to slightly one... give the edge to the Lego movie just because it like the story felt just like a teeny, tiny bit more coherent. But, but I still love this one. I give this film credit for taking an established franchise and really just... 
blowing it up. Yeah, so I kind of want more. It's of like this... it's a slam dunk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I so, I sort of want more of this kind of movie where they do take risks and experiment with stuff that we've seen a lot before and try new things with them. Yeah. Instead of just like you know how I know Spider Man Homecoming looks like just the third reboot of Spider Man as opposed to anything special. <laughs> yeah. At least when I see it, I was like, really? Oh, yeah, it's more. It doesn't the same look like Spider-Man. it's taking any risks. Yeah, exactly. It's as it, long as the Lego movies keep taking risks, they're gonna do fine. I think that the the what's cool is that I, hopefully one, we don't get Lego Schindler's List, but you know it's. <laughs> but what? Lego Schindler's List? That would be a risk too far. That would make zero sense. Of course. Someone's already done it on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. Oh, God. Well, it's the internet. Um, Yes. Everything exists already. What I think would be a good idea for the studios, because now... All right, studios. Jack's got an idea. One year ago, we had Deadpool, which became like such a huge success it was only barely behind batman v superman in the box office ultimately yeah Yeah, it made it made like 750 million dollars worldwide wow like deadpool was huge i I knew it made a lot of money on its opening weekend no it it kept up with it it was like one of like the top grossing movies of the year coincidentally also released in february that's why yeah well that's the thing that's why it was nominated for best picture i think that the studios need to take a risk once a year, Nobody. to Nobody's gonna comment on that obviously false statement. It's an alternative I missed what fact, you were saying. Andrew. Oh, it's okay. okay. Yeah, alternative <laughs> facts are now okay apparently in our culture. Double uh, plus good. Yeah, but I I like but this follows yeah. the this follows the the I'm not gonna I don't know if I'd say a trend per se, but Deadpool set a really good example of what you could do where and that was a little bit different because that was already its own property that happens to already make postmodern meat out of the the x-men franchise right dead yeah yeah but but this was interesting too because like how deadpool was made by fox which also owns x-men this was made by warner brothers and dc which also own batman and are going to soon make more batman movies um but i wanted i i think that this, this is very healthy for the public i know that sounds like a weird thing to say i think it's healthy to now that we're at this point where we can see movies like this and they're not only a part of the discussion they can be just as big if not bigger than some of the other movies again it's like deadpool you know was a much more successful movie than x-men apocalypse i'll be i'll be curious (laughs) again how lego batman does in in the long run but uh but again, it's. I think I it's think a good it, sign. I think both of those movies, but Deadpool and Lego Batman, show off that show that authenticity is is worth risk worth taking. Yeah, and also that the people running the live action films should really be sacked and replaced with the people running animation because people <laughs> doing animation for decades have gotten these characters really well. And but whereas the live action movies have struggled a lot with um, going back yeah, to the nineties, exactly. Animation has gotten these characters write a lot more consistently than film has well you get people who a lot of times television uh, animation even that's what i mean well, yeah, well, well exactly. you get people who end up making these movies who they might be good at making movies but they don't really understand the characters that these are coming from Zach whereas now, yeah whereas tv <laughs> at least is doing a, a good job with this so maybe now uh maybe maybe the lesson is you need to get well, I was about to say you need to get people who are making the movies. They're not making the TV shows involved in movies, but the people who made Green Lantern are... Listen, all I'm saying is cinema is dead. So, <laughs> you know, we might as well just close up shop. We, we uh, might as well just forget about it and it make down. movies poking fun at all of the seriousness. We need to get... All right. Yeah, all right, so seriously, though, what would be the next good Lego movie? Uh, Lego Doctor Who. <laughs> That might have a smaller base of. You asked. Hmm. All right, what fancy pants? What's your uh, what's your? I. Um, Too long, Matt. Um. Lego Super Mario. Does Lego okay. have Super Mario license? No, I don't know, but um, doesn't mean. They but that don't. could be great. You could make not only that; it could then extend to other video game properties within Nintendo. 
Lego Zelda. So, Lego Zelda, Lego Metroid. So right. basically what we're saying is that from now on, all top-tier cinema needs to be giant toy commercials. Sure. Yes, sure. exactly. But not like Transformers. No, 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 no. Although, Lego, tra- Lego Transformers... Would sure. actually make sense. Not only could you, not only would it make sense, there would be more visual coherence. Yes. Le- a Lego. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I got it. A Lego Star Wars movie, a theatrically released Lego Star Wars movie. I think Star well, Wars is ripe for a Lego treatment. Well, it's technically started with Lego Star Wars. The whole reason we gonna... have this Lego universe is because Lego Star Wars became big in video games, and. Everybody wanted to get in. That's why we got Lego Indiana Jones and why we got Lego. Uh, well, the video games, yeah. I, I, Lego, Lego, whatever. It's the funny hell, because what Lego Batman was a video game, which I don't play a lot of video games. Lego Batman is a lot of fun right. as, a, as a video game, which I've. Not, man, now I want to play Lego Batman. I think the problem is we're probably not going to get a Lego Star Wars movie because Disney now owns Star Wars and Warner Brothers does the Lego cartoon stuff. But that's what so. I'm saying. Lego is doing all these different things with different properties. Star Wars was in the Lego movie. Yeah. I don't know what their magical it's formula gonna, it's, is. Yeah, it it's happened take... right before Disney got the Star Wars deal done. So it's, that's why it got through. It's well, gonna t- we're, but we're still getting Legos of Star Wars. Yeah, it's gonna take about it's gonna take about ten years. You're gonna need a little bit because people are still getting adjusted to the fact that we're getting new Star Wars movies, for better or worse. Okay. All right. All right. So So, I've had my brilliant ideas. All right. Unless you guys got more, we can finish this up. Okay. So the point is, go see Lego Batman movie. It is gonna probably be not just also one of the best Batman movies I've seen ever but just one of the best comedies you'll see this year yes. good the lego batman movie is Batastic. so i'm andrew i'm jack i'm matt, matt. your guest star bat oh guest and, star bat and one more time you can find matt at the uh matthew catania.com dot no, wordpress.com no. yes what he said yes yes and it's spelled c-a-t-a-n-i-a because I've been saying that and no one's actually known how to spell that just for my voice. Now you do. Good. Good job. Like mm-hmm. the Italian city. And uh, the wages of cinema is darkness. No parents. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night. Night, night. Dark night. 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 Let's go to the Joker. Woo! We're going on a family trip. I can wear my costume too. Well, luckily for us, you left your costume back. Oh, nope. Under your clothes. That's perfect. Ooh.